Yo, what's good? What's up, everybody? I'm your host, Brian Allen. Welcome to All This All Out. I hope that every one of you have a great day. It's having a great day. Great morning, afternoon, evening, whatever time and day it might be. I hope that all of you are doing well. On today's episode, we're going to have some fun. We're going to have a little barbershop talk. And it's going to be on the topic of basketball, specifically on the basis of two NBA ball players. Giannis Antetokounmpo will be the first person I'm going to be discussing about today. Now, for those who may be living under a rock or simply just don't know who Giannis is, he's a... NBA basketball player. He, I believe he's one of the best basketball players in the world right now. He won an NBA championship two seasons ago and just a great player overall. Great guy, by the way, too. Very old school mentality. And the reason why I'm bringing him up today because... A week or two ago, within that time frame, Gilbert Arenas, another guy from my childhood, he played for the Washington Wizards, he has a podcast, and it's called No Chill, and he made some comments about Giannis Antetokounmpo. Now... For those who are equipped in regards to basketball and the knowledge and the game itself, again, for those who don't know, basketball is my number one sport. I've played basketball since the age of seven. I played AAU, I played travel, summer league, all that, all that. And I unfortunately stopped playing organizationally that means playing for an official team since high school but going back he made some comments yeah Gilbert Arenas and he also had Lakers assistant coach Phil Handy on the show so take a listen to what he said I can look at his game and say he doesn't understand basketball yet. He plays the sport. He won a championship. Cool. He doesn't really understand how to be great, how to be better, how to train his body. Like, you know, I'm looking at the stats. Oh, playing 32 minutes, 34 minutes, 30. You, I'm sorry, but to be here, you have to train your body to at least 38 minutes and above. Mm. Like LeBron played 37 minutes at 37. <laughs> that's, a, that's a whole thing. Like, just, that's a whole thing. Iverson was playing 43 minutes. All right. I got big problems with this, man. And let, let me make myself very clear again. The highest level I played officially was high school. So, I'm not going to, in a sense, tell or say that Gilbert Arenas is wrong from a basketball player 
to basketball player point of view. Okay, from that perspective. But just from a a guy who's played the game as long as I have understands how to win on my level. I understand how how to how to play well and the intangibles that goes into any professional athlete. Gilbert Arenas is so wrong on this. He I don't know what he's saying. First off, let me let me attack some of these points. He first said doesn't in regards to Giannis doesn't understand basketball yet. Are you first of all, how don't you know or under, use his, use his words basketball yet? And and yet, no pun intended. He's in the NBA. Only a small percentage of people play in the NBA. Whoever's a professional athlete, it, it is such a privilege to call yourself a professional athlete. This is the, the, the cream of the crop. So to say that Giannis doesn't understand basketball yet? Are you freaking kidding me? Are you kidding me? You, you, what? Nobody gets to that level without understanding the game of basketball. Now, do some people develop faster than others? Cause no, make no mistake about it. When Giannis first entered the league, his first season in the NBA, he only averaged 6.8 points per game, 4.4 rebounds per game, and 1.9 assists. So he wasn't exactly a superstar. And maybe the Milwaukee Bucks looked at him and said, man, this guy is 6'10", 6'11", this guy got a great potential. But don't tell me that you don't understand, that he doesn't understand basketball when he's at that level. Regardless if he was a star or not, whether he was a role player or a bench player, you don't reach that level. NBA, NFL, MLB, the MLS, the hockey, you don't reach to that level if you don't understand that sport. Okay. Second point I want to attack. Gilbert Arena said, doesn't understand how to be great. Again, are you freaking kidding me? Doesn't understand how to be great? Let me tell you about Giannis and what he has done. He's won an NBA championship. And let me remind you on how he won that championship. He did it the old school way. Now, what is the old school way? He didn't leave his damn team. He didn't pull LeBron and went to Miami. He didn't pull a Kevin Durant and went to Golden State. He didn't pull a James Harden and demanded a trade to the Nets. And then demanded a trade again and went to Philadelphia. He didn't pull an Anthony Davis 
and got, demand a trade to Alec. He didn't do any of that. Let me remind you, the year prior to the Bucks winning the championship, Giannis was a free agent. And many people were saying he should go to the Miami Heat, join up with Jimmy Butler. But he didn't do that. He stayed loyal to the soil and remained in Milwaukee. Not a favorable destination. Not a place that people want to spend their time because it's so cold. But he remained loyal. Loyal to the soil. And no, that's what I realized about a lot of these foreign players in this generation. Because these American ball players, they they just wanna have this AAU mentality and team up with other stars, other superstars. So they can take the easy road. But you know what? Giannis didn't do that. He he stayed with his Original team that drafted him. He didn't tuck his tail and try to join up with another star. He said, I'm the freaking star. I'm the superstar. I've won two MVPs back to back. And, oh, yeah, he won in one of those MVP years. He was the defensive player of the year. The last person to do that, won an MVP and a Defensive Player of the Year award, was Michael Jordan. I believe it was the 88-89 season. He did that. And he won the All-Star NBA MVP that same year. Don't tell me. He doesn't understand how to be great. Oh, yeah, and finals MVP, too. I had a cherry on top. Don't tell me, not only as a fan, but as someone who's played basketball since seven years old and actually played against some very good to great ball players in my lifetime. Don't tell me he doesn't understand how to be great. Don't tell me that, because that's nonsense. Straight up BS, Gilbert Arenas. Let me tell you again, Gilbert Arenas, when I was growing up, great ball player, great guards, agent zero. I enjoyed watching him play before he got himself in trouble and went to Orlando and Memphis and his career was over. But before that, man, Gilbert was a great player. And that Washington Wizards team was nice. I believe it had Karan Butler, Larry Hughes, Antoine Jameson. I mean, that was a that was a good team, but they just couldn't beat LeBron in his first one at Cleveland. So again, Gilbert, don't say he doesn't know how to be great. Don't tell me that when I just lived off, listed all of his accomplishments. Are you kidding me? Stop it. And here's the basis of his argument, in my opinion. Because he doesn't play 38 minutes above. He's never done that. The the highest minutes per average in the regular season now. Giannis has played was in the 2017-2018 season. Where he averaged 
36.6 points per game. I'm excuse me, minutes per game. Minutes per game. Well, we gotta take into consideration, okay? When the Bucks have blown out teams, or when they've been on the receiving end of blowouts, they're not gonna play 38 plus minutes per game if they're getting blown out. It's a waste of time. It's pointless. And many players nowadays they don't play above 38 minutes because of the damn load management. The last person I recall playing that amount of minutes was by Kobe Bryant. I'm talking about as a superstar that I recall. And here's the problem with that. In in the playoffs now. In the playoffs for, for Giannis. In 2017, he averaged 40.5 minutes per game. 2018, 40 minutes per game. 19, 2019, it was 34.3. 2020, it was 30.8. But in 2020, 2021, the year they won the championship, 38.1. And then the following year, 37.3. Okay, so what does that mean? That means one, two, three. Three times in the playoffs, he played about 38 minutes per game. And matter of fact, who cares how much minutes they play as long as they get the job done? It's like I would tell people when they go to the gym. It's not how long you spend in the gym. It's how efficient you you use your time in the gym. Now, I can easily, and I use that word likely, I can get as much work done in a half an hour than many people could within an hour to an hour and a half. Because it's how you use the time that you have. It's not how long that you're on a court or in the gym. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. And here's the thing about Gilbert. He want to talk about, oh, 38 minutes for a game. In the regular season, he only averaged above 38 minutes per game three times in the regular season. Oh, and look at this in the playoffs. He only did it twice out of the five times he played in the playoffs. While Giannis in the playoffs did it again. One, two, three. Three times as well. Uh, actually, no, no, no. I take that back. Excuse me. Giannis did it three times. And Gilbert Arenas only did it twice. So, Gilbert, with all due respect, man, if if you're going to talk about playing above 38 minutes per game, can you at least say at a certain point in your career compared to Giannis that you played Above 38 minutes per game, more so than not. Could you at least say that? But no, you didn't. You didn't do that. I I, I, I don't understand not giving Gian, people not giving Giannis his credit, man. Like this dude, in my opinion, that dude, my in my opinion, is the best player in the world. 
just what he's done, how he's done it, what he did to get to that achievement of winning an NBA championship in Milwaukee out of all places. I mean, <laughs> the Bucks haven't won a title since Luau Sender was in Milwaukee. Luau Sender, for those who don't know, Luau Sender is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I call him Luau because that's what his mama named him. Some of you may get that joke. But, it, but the point is, for Gilbert Arenas' comment, here, here's what I'll say. On ending on his his opinion on Giannis. We gotta we gotta give people their flowers when they're alive in terms of professional athletes. Because when they're gone, they're gone. We gotta give them their due. And to say again, Giannis doesn't know how to be great yet. Doesn't understand basketball. And his the basis of his argument is that he because he doesn't play 38 minutes per game every single year. Really, Gilbert? We stop it. That's all I'm gonna say on that. Stop it. Alright. Next person that I'm gonna talk about is Kevin Durant. Now, why Kevin and Rand again? Why? Well, for those who don't know, he's been living under a rock, possibly. He demanded a trade. Well, he asked for a trade or requested a trade. Whatever phrase you want to use out of the Brooklyn Nets. And his top teams that he wanted to play for were Phoenix and Miami. I find it funny that those teams were in the top number one seed, respectively. And that's where he desired to go. Similar to wanting to go to Golden State. That won 73 wins. (laughs) Anyway. He redacted his trade. He tucked his tail between his legs because, by reports, he met with the GM of the Nets, Sean Marks, the head coach of the Nets, Steve Nash, which, in my opinion, as a Nets fan, he should have been the coach in the first place. It should be Mark Jackson, the owner of the Nets, Masai Ujiri. Was it Masai Ujiri? No, Joe, I forgot, I forgot the name of the owner, but I believe his wife was there too. Anyway, they had a discussion and they said, all right, we're back on the same page. Hopefully I'll redact my trade and we'll move forward with the NBA season. It... I got a problem with this. You know, I, I, and I'm doing my best to be objective because I am a Nets fan. 
I, 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 and I said it from the beginning. I, I remember when the Nets got Katie and Kyrie. I thought they were going to the Knicks. I genuinely did. I remember when that trade, not trade, but that free agency signing went down. And I think a couple of days or less than a week after that announcement, I went to the park. Uh, I went to Norwalk, and I went to go play basketball with people that I grew up with in high school. And I remember one guy <laughs> said to me, I won't say his name, but one guy said to me, Oh, I bet you're happy. I bet you're happy that Durant and Kyrie went. I said, Nope, I'm not. I said, I am not happy. Because I genuinely did not want them. I... I, I like the team that we had. I believe we, we had a culture that we could have we could built off of for D'Angelo Russell, Jared Allen, Spencer Dinwiddie, and our head coach at the time. Well, not our, but the head coach at the time, Kenny Atkinson, which I believe was a very good coach. And then Katie and Kyrie got him fired. No reason. Except they just want more control and they... Got Steve Nash, and remember what Kyrie said. Oh, we don't need a head coach. Okay, Kyrie. Okay, I'll pat you on the head. But here's my here's my main problem. Why I'm upset as a fan. This guy, Katie. That guy, Katie. Signed a four year extension. That had not kicked in. At that time. Still hasn't kicked in yet. Not until this season starts. And. He. Demanded a trade. He requested a trade. He gave. He, he wanted to throw in the towel. He gave up. This was the problem with. Professional athletes today. And it happens more so in the NBA. Where. Things get tough. It's not going somebody's way, and they just want to request a trade, and they they quit the franchise. Instead of the old school mentality of, you know what, I'm going to fight through this, I'm going to persevere, and we will reach the mountaintop. No, they're just like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't care. If I can't have it my way, I want out. Look at Ben Simmons. All his head coach did, Doc Rivers at the time, when asked the question, do you believe you could win with Ben Simmons? He said, I don't know. He finally was being honest. Because prior questions, he was being disingenuous. And when Joel Embiid was asked, when, what do you think was the turning point of the game? He said when we passed up an open dunk and... One of our teammates got fouled and made one or two free throws. Just dissed him. Straight up dissed Ben Simmons. And he got so petty, so childish, so immature, that not only he requested a trade, not only did he come to practice, BS, so he could get a check, and then he didn't play the rest of the season. Now, 
I do want to say this because I don't believe I ever touched on Ben Simmons in the context of his injury on this show. I will admit, I called him a coward. I did. But I called him a coward because at game three, before game three of the, the first round, Nets and Celtics, it was reports that he was going to play in game four. Okay? Nets lost. And as soon as the Nets lost, I believe the day after, reports showed that he wasn't going to play. He wasn't going to play. And I called him a cow for it again. And one of the people that I, I went to school with, I mean, Brian McMahon, my freshman year, messaged me directly and, and asked, you know, do you know him to call him a coward? And I said, I'm paraphrasing, I said, no, I don't know him. And I explained my reasons why. And I said, if it, if it comes out that the man needs back surgery, I will apologize. And I would direct message the guy first and apologize, which I did because Simmons ended up needing a back surgery. But I also explained that when it comes to the back, pain, surgery, if it gets to that point, sometimes it can happen because of mental stress, mental anguish. That can happen. So I said that even though he ended up needing back surgery, let's not act like to the extent he put this on himself. Because you know, it never had to be that way. It didn't. There's a message for all of you too. Because I grew up thinking that I had to suck it up and don't show your your, your emotions, if you're mentally fatigued, don't show it. Ladies and gentlemen, it's okay. It's okay. If you're having a mentally weak day, it happens. It happens. Some days, it's just not going to go your way. That's life. It's not going to go your way. But it's what you do in the midst of adversity is where your light will shine the most. But going back to Katie, Kevin Durant, this is my problem, again, with these NBA ball players specifically. They're too damn spoiled. Too spoiled. And many times, I blame Adam Silver. He's one of the worst commissioners of the modern era from this standpoint. He spoils his players. Spoils them. Giving out guaranteed contracts with with no clauses in there stating if you don't play a certain amount of time, you're not gonna get this all this money. If I were the owner, if it were me, I would have conditions in every single contract. 
similar to a nine to five job. We'll guarantee you this money. We'll guarantee you this money. But you need to meet certain expectations. You can't just bail out whatever you want like Kyrie did because of what happened on January 6th. And he didn't feel right. Well, you know what? There are people out there in the world where they have loved ones dying. And they still go to work. Because life is moved on. And I empathize and I sympathize with those people. You understand? I'm not, I am not a cruel person. Nor have any, any, nor am I saying that anyone has ever made that claim. God, I don't want to come across as cruel or, or not compassionate. But life happens. Life happens. And the whole point I'm saying is you got to push through the adversities. Even when it gets tough, you got to push forward. You got to move forward. You got to stand your ground. You got to commit to do Durant sign the contract. You sign a contract, you honor that contract. You honor it. If I sign an NBA contract or any contract whatsoever and I didn't make sure that in the contract there was a clause where if I wanted out that I would make sure that that clause was in there in the first place. If I'm doing any negotiation, I would make sure that contract is in there in the first place. First off. But say it's not. Say it's not in there. And I ask my employer, hey, I want out. For whatever reason. If they tell me straight up, no, Ryan, we're not letting you out of your contract. We're not doing that. Now, Morally, would that be right? No, because I'm a strong believer that if a person doesn't want to be there, don't have them be there because they're going to do a BS job. They're going to half-ass it. They will. You definitely talk to them, have a conversation, understand why they want to do what they want to do, but if they've made up in their mind and say, oh, I don't want to be here anymore, let them go. Let them go. Let them go. But if you sign that contract, but again, ethically, I signed the contract. Yes, I did. KD, you signed the contract. You honored the contract. If it's that bad for you, if you really don't want to be there, then just retire. Just retire. Walk away from the NBA. See, if I was the Philadelphia 76ers, I would just stand my ground. I would have never traded that guy. Never done it. No. You are going to play. Or you're going to stay on this roster. If you want if you want to leave so bad, give us back all the money. 
Because same thing with Ben Simmons. He had just signed a contract. That's what I would have done if I was the Sixers. Okay. You want out? Okay. Then we're voiding this contract. You're not going to get any of this money. We'll release you, but you're not getting any of this money. And whoever signs you, that will be your new deal. Simple. But these owners, the commissioner, Adam Silver, he has created an environment where the players will run over him. And I believe the Nets just stood their ground now. And it said, no, 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 we're not trading you. We'll, we'll, we'll make some offers, but you're Kevin Durant. We want all the gold, all the diamonds. Okay? For if we're trading you to another team. That's what we want. We're not just going to give you away. And it's funny, there was another report before KD rescinded his trade request telling the owner, oh, it's either me or Sean Marks and Steve Nash. Now, are you kidding me? You have no leverage. He, that dude had no leverage whatsoever to be making some reported demand like that. And I know it's, and I believe it's true because the owner... I believe it's Joe Side. He went on Twitter and said, oh, I support my coaching staff and my executive, my management team, whatever. Oh. And it just, does, it just doesn't go for NBA players, even though I believe they cause the same drama. I mean, they, they, they make that the most drama. That's that's the most drama in the NBA with players. But this goes for anybody in life. Keep your word. Stick to your commitment. If you make a commitment. Because it's all about integrity. And without integrity, you ain't got nothing. People aren't going to trust you. People aren't going to feel that you're not dependable. And everybody needs help. You got to trust somebody. Even though in the word it states you, you trust God, people, God will going to have people in your life that's going to assist you in some way, shape, or form. So you got to trust somebody, you know? Somebody is gonna help you, but if you if you show a deluded character and you do things that are very negative in regards to your character, people ain't gonna wanna help you. No, it's not gonna happen. It's all about keeping your word. And that's the whole point I, I'm bringing up with Kevin Durant's situation. You gotta keep his word. Commit. Now, if he ends up getting traded and that's what he truly wants, go for him. Go for him. Personally, I wouldn't trade him. I wouldn't trade him. Not only he's a great player, but he signed a contract with us. And you're going to honor that contract. And if it ever got to the point where 
He's standing. You either trade me or I'm not playing. Okay. That's when you got to stand your ground and say, okay, if you really want out, if you truly want out of our organization, we'll release you of your contract, but you're not getting nothing else. So say he got paid, I don't remember how much his total was, but say he got paid $200 million. And up until that point, he got paid half of his contract. The other $100 million, voided. You're not getting that. You're not. Simple as that. Because it's all about integrity. That's what it's about. And we all got to have integrity. Because if we, again, if we don't have integrity, we're going to have a hard life. And this life that we live, I'm not going to say that it's hard necessarily, but it's not easy. Because we have up and downs. We're going to have trials and tribulations. It's going to happen. And that's why you need to put yourself in a position to have a strong character so people will want to associate with that and they can help you in some way, shape, or form. All right. That's all I got for today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. A little barbershop talk. You can follow me on all of my social media platforms. They'll be in the description below. If you don't mind so kindly, please leave a five-star rating, a comment, and just an overall, overall review. It would be greatly appreciated. And with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, stay blessed.